0: Hello, you're listening to Global Questions, the podcast breaking down international news and politics. I'm Joshua.
1: I'm Kelly. And I'm Rhiannon. We have all three of us here together on the same episode. This does not happen too often. No, I've missed you all. The last
2: time we all chatted was at the very start of this season, and now we're back because we have a big, bittersweet announcement to make.
0: That is right. So after two and a half years, and believe it or not, 103 episodes, we've decided that now is the right time for all of us here at Global Questions to switch off our microphones and to excuse the pad pun that I've made many times before. It's time for us to wrap up the podcast. Ah, oh dear, Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as much as this is bittersweet news, I did really enjoy that pun, Josh, so thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: So, all you listeners may be wondering why Global Questions is coming to a close. Well, the three of us have recently started our professional careers and unfortunately, we just really don't have as much time to give to Global Questions, which deserves a lot of attention and also requires a fair bit of work. That is true. (laughs) Just a little bit. We also wanted to make way for any new younger voices that may want to pick up the podcast in the future.
0: So, yes, while Global Questions is ending now, there is the chance that it will be back in the future. And if any of you want to be involved, get in touch with the Young Diplomats Society.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, this is the last time you guys are going to hear us. So it's definitely sad to be saying goodbye to all of you after all this time. Yes, but we want to end things on kind of a fun note. So we're going to
2: give you a glimpse behind the scenes at the highlights and lowlights of producing a podcast and have a little trek through history of global questions as well.
1: And, you know, there are definitely a lot of highlights and a few lowlights, but I'm keen to kind of get into them with you guys. Right, so where do we start, Josh?
0: Well, let's all get in our time machines and take a trip back to 2020 to the very start of 2020, in fact, before we even knew what COVID was, and that is when our first ever episode came out.
1: You're listening to Global Questions
0: by YDS, an apolitical podcast that, as the name suggests, asks the big global... Back then, Global Questions was run by Jen and Emma, who long-time listeners will be very familiar with. They started the podcast while they were both still at uni and put together this first season that was all about migration and refugees. And they had some pretty amazing guests on the show that even looking back now, I'm pretty amazed at. They had Gillian Triggs.
3: If I was president of the Human
0: Rights Commission that I started to do some really in-depth human rights work. Julian Burnside. I was briefed in the Tampa case for the asylum seekers and it was all accidental because... And Bill Bertels, just to name a few.
1: And the three of us weren't involved at the podcast at that time, but I've gone back and listened to some of those episodes and they were really great. They really were and huge respect
2: to Jen and Emma for managing to get these huge interviews.
1: Absolutely. And then next, we had season two, which was on security. We had Bernard Coleri on the show, a lawyer and former attorney general from the ACT who was being prosecuted for whistleblowing against Australia's wrongdoings in Timor-Leste in the 2000s. And
3: I face standing in the dock in the court where I've spent my professional career. How do you think I feel? It's awful.
1: Emphasis on was, as recently those charges were dropped just a couple of weeks ago.
3: The Commonwealth will end its prosecution of lawyer and former ACT Attorney General Bernard Kaliri four years after he was accused of leaking classified information.
1: Oh, and we also had a rather small profile guest on the podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of Kevin Rudd.
3: Wait,
0: Rhiannon, Kevin who? (laughs) 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 Of course, that was actually our biggest name over the past couple of years. And what a crazy time that was. So I actually joined Global Questions just before that interview happened. And I remember the moment that Jen told all of us that Kevin had agreed to chat to us on the podcast. And she sent us a screenshot of his email. And let me tell you, we all freaked out because I think at that moment, it suddenly hit us that we were gonna have a former prime minister on the show. But thankfully it all went to plan and it actually turned out pretty well.
2: It actually was, and I really highly recommend that anyone go back and listen to it. I think that's when Global Questions really took off and started gaining momentum. As you said, Josh, you joined as an audio editor and started hosting the wrap up alongside Hugh, who was also our former outreach officer. And we had Sasha as our marketing guru. Together, you all put together season three, which was on conflict and religion. There are so many interesting episodes in that season, but one of our most popular episodes of all time, and a personal favourite of mine, was Jen's interview with Nuria Yu and Nathan Rusa on the human rights abuses faced by Uyghur Muslims.
1: I have had family members detained because of my activism, and it's a really difficult burden to bear because on the one hand, I know that I'm in a really unique position where I have a voice, but at the same time, the people you love are suffering because you're trying to stand up for them and for their rights.
0: I edited that one and I remember listening to it and it was such a sobering but really important conversation. So, yes, definitely go back, listen to that one if you haven't already. That, of course, though, brings us to season four, which was a bit of a personal favourite for me. So the entire season was about climate change and I had the chance to host some of the in-depth episodes and one of those was a fantastic chat with Mark McVeigh who's a young student who decided to sue his super company in order to force them to do more about climate change and it was such a great chat.
3: It's terrifying. There's a a lot of money involved and uh, this risk and uh, yeah, it's very daunting. All of a sudden you, you have to start talking to media and people are asking you lots of questions. and
2: That was such a super interesting episode, Josh. But season four was also great because Rhiannon, you joined Global Questions midway through the season.
1: I sure did. So I joined as head of marketing for the podcast, which was super fun. And then in season five, I transitioned into the host for the in-depth episodes. And that season was on the decline in democracy. And boy, did I have a good time. We had such an amazing array of guests and some of my favourite episodes included the one on populism, where I talked to a national security expert in the ACT and also an impassioned democracy activist in the US. I think the first thing you always have to address when you think about strengthening democracy is corruption. Too much corruption takes root. If there's too much money in politics, then it's really difficult for democratic societies to wind that back. And as much as that season was on somewhat of a negative on the decline in democracy, talking with Ian Walker and Tim Hollow, the Greens candidate for Canberra, about the hopeful future for saving democracy was really encouraging.
0: Yeah, they were some fantastic episodes.
1: Super relevant too. Mm.
0: Very relevant, yeah. And then of course, last but definitely not least, you joined us for season six, Kelly.
2: I'd like to say that I joined on the best season of the wrap-up so far. (laughs) It means... (laughs) It's been such a fast paced season, co-hosting the wrap up with you Josh has really covered some big pivotal moments in global politics. In the last four months, some particularly memorable stories have been about Russia and Ukraine, of course, how cost of living increases has decimated many economies and some quirky stories along the way about the interesting personalities of world leaders.
0: Yeah, you definitely brought us some quirky stories there, Kelly, which were just fantastic. But you're right, a lot of ground has been covered in the last season, but really in all six seasons, let's be honest.
1: Of course, and none of this would have been possible without the wider Global Questions team. While you get to hear our lovely voices each week, there is a great team of people that you don't get to hear. And we thought we'd give them a chance to come and say hello and give you a behind-the-scenes look at how we produce Global Questions.
2: So, without further ado, please welcome to this episode Daniel, Anton, Zainab, and Michelle.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: So great to have all of you here. So, look, what we figured we'd do is we'd whip around the group. You can all introduce yourselves and tell us and our audience a little bit about what you do here on Global Questions. First up, Daniel, we'll start with you. So, you've been our stellar outreach officer throughout season six. Do you want to tell us what that means? What do you do?
3: Yeah. So my role was research and outreach. So basically I did some background reading on each episode's topic, and then I drafted the interview questions. And then I reached out to some academics and experts in that field by email or LinkedIn and organized a time when Rhiannon could interview them. Yeah. Which was
0: always uh, involving a lot of back and forth, wasn't it? I was yeah. not not envious of you having to deal with multiple different time zones as well. <laughs> so I'm interested to know what's been a memorable moment from your time here at Global Questions.
3: Or, well, as you just alluded to, it was actually something you pointed out to me when we were organizing the last interview. I was in the UK on a holiday and I was contacting a guest who was in America to have an interview with Rihanna in Australia. So, that interview was actually taking place across three continents, which I thought was really funny.
0: Yeah, you were putting the global in global questions, really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, next up, we have our audio editing whiz, Anton. So you're one of our longstanding Global Questions members. How long have you been with the team and what exactly is involved in your editing job?
3: Um, yeah, I've been with Global Questions, I think, since about March in 2021. And um, yeah, my job is to edit the podcast. So this means cleaning up audio, adding music and news clips, arranging audio tracks, mixing and so on. The the general upshot of it is to basically turn unedited audio into a finished podcast.
0: In other words, to make us sound good, really.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now you're going to work with The Caspian Report, which is an amazing geopolitical YouTube channel. So everyone, definitely check that out. So, Anton, what are you going to be doing there?
3: Um, it really just covers whatever stories are current in geopolitics and also tries to give context to kind of more recent news stories. When you um, write an article for a major newspaper, you may only have 500 words. So the point is to basically give like kind of a structure to some of the news stories that you might hear in the mainstream media.
2: Well, it sounds like you're going to have a great time on The Caspian Report and we'll definitely be tuning in from all of us IR nerds at Young Diplomat Society. Finally, please welcome our marketing gurus, Michelle and Zaynab. Hi, my name is Zainab and I do marketing for the Global Questions
1: podcast. Hi, my name is Michelle and I'm a general officer at
2: YDS. So tell us, Michelle and Zainab, what's been the highlight of your time with Global Questions?
1: I really love doing the podcast, um, especially the marketing aspect. I worked on Instagram and on LinkedIn, on Facebook, publishing posts. We were able to communicate on um, issues that we were all passionate about. And my favorite thing about being on the podcast is honestly just getting to hear, but also spreading a range of really well-acquired knowledge by
0: incredibly, incredibly, incredibly intelligent, experienced, and very hardworking people. Okay. Well, I've got one final question for you all. What's an international relations podcast that you guys recommend our audience listen to now that we're going off air?
3: Um, I would recommend the South China Morning Post's China Geopolitics podcast, uh, it's really well produced and it has a lot of coverage on Sino-US relations and also China-Australia relations. Um, well, I'm still subscribed to RSS feeds. So I basically like sort of pick areas that I'm interested in and sort of just kind of collect information from all sorts of different sources. I guess like for me, the main thing is to just like keep my eyes open and keep a diverse range of sources because any one source will have kind of like emphasis and blind spots and things like that.
0: Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And most importantly, for all of your amazing work on global questions, this show literally would not have existed without all of you. So thank you for being part of such a great team and for making global questions what it is today. Thank you. Thanks
3: so much, guys.
1: Bye. Now, before we end things off, I wanted to ask you both, what's been a highlight and lowlight of putting together the show?
0: Oh, good question. Um, look, I think for me, the highlight would have to be scripting and editing the wrap-up, which was a lot of fun because not only did it mean that I had to stay across all the different crazy news stories happening around the world, but it's also just a chance to be creative, design a bit of a fun soundscape and put together, hopefully, an interesting podcast to listen to. And in terms of my low light, it's not so much of a low light, but more of a funny story. I remember when I was hosting the in-depths for season four for our climate change season. And I had an interview with a particular academic about Antarctica. And I remember sitting there in our recording waiting room using Zencaster, which is the program we use. And the clock ticks by and it's one o'clock and he's still not there. And then it's five past one and he's still not there. It's ten past one and he's still not there. Finally gets to quarter past, and I'm going, Oh, I don't think he's gonna show. So I sent him off an email and he told me that he'd been in the waiting room the whole time and I just forgot to let him in. So <laughs> oh the no. poor was just sitting there drinking his tea the whole time and I was left very red faced. So that was oh no. a bit of an embarrassing moment.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. I, I share your pain. I love
0: those moments.
1: <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? What's a highlight and a low light? Well, I've got to say, I've really enjoyed
2: diving deep beyond the headlines of global politics. I think I've learned almost as much from co-hosting the wrap-up as I did from my international relations degree. So it's definitely (laughs) been really interesting.
0: That's either saying a lot about global questions or a lot about your degree, Kelly. I'm not sure which one.
2: I'm not going to comment on that. There haven't been many lows, to be honest. Josh and I had lots of fun discussing all of the weird news coming from around the world. It was quite difficult to pick the most interesting story at times. There are just too many important developments every week that I want to talk about. but We also don't want to bore you to tears with a three-hour-long podcast with Josh and I just
1: bantering about global (laughs) news. So what about you, Rhiannon? Look, hosting the in-depths, I met heaps of really interesting people and talk to them about really pressing topics so personally i've learned a lot from the people i've met Uh, i suppose that's kind of like an overarching highlight in terms of low lights it's it's very hard, but um, maybe some of the early mornings and late evening interviews, we are so lucky to book guests from all over the world, um, you know, in the US, the UK, even Uganda. Um, and that comes with some tricky scheduling over all of our time zones, but it was definitely worth it.
0: Totally. It definitely was. A big thank you to you, Rhiannon, for sacrificing precious sleep to get those interviews, <laughs> um, But I wanted to ask you both a question. While Global Questions is ending, the news certainly isn't. There's going to be lots of breaking news just around the corner, no doubt. So out of all of the different issues that we've covered throughout the last two and a half years, what do you reckon is one trend or one issue that our audience should keep an eye out for in the future?
1: That is a tough one. (laughs) I think in terms of overarching issues, climate change and energy will pretty much underscore everything we see in the future. It also ties in so many other issues like diplomacy, the Asia-Pacific region, trade and the environment, obviously. Uh, It's definitely an issue that's not going away. What about you, Kelly? I definitely agree with you there, Rhiannon. I think another one would be how
2: geopolitical tensions will rise in the next couple of years We've really seen how Russia's actions in Ukraine has changed the status quo for many countries like China and North Korea, and we should all keep an eye on the so-called smaller powers that are having major upheavals in politics and economic issues. We've covered a lot of them in the wrap-ups, actually, so you could go back and listen to them, like in Sri Lanka, the Philippines, and many countries across South America. Who knows what we're going to see next coming out of them.
0: Yeah, nice plug there, Kelly. Definitely go back listen. Listen to the wrap-up episodes when you want to hear our voices again. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, want to get th-
2: valuable news information,
1: no, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> just to listen to our voices. After all, that's that's why you're here, isn't it? Uh, look, I think for me, my overarching issue would have to be the fragility of democracy. And we've seen it tested in so many ways in so many different countries from, you know, the US most notably, but also to various middle powers in Asia and various other countries in the Pacific. And that's due to a whole lot of challenges. You've got the international um, sort of conflict between autocracy and democracy. So think Russia and China against, you know, the US and the European Union. And then challenges also from within democracies, so inequality, fake news, crackdowns on civil rights, voting restrictions, government surveillance, the list just goes on and on and on. And I think it's, again, a reminder that we shouldn't take democracy for granted and that it is a system that, you know, could one day fail if we don't take proper care of it.
1: Yeah, I definitely think people should go back and listen to the in-depth season on Decline in Democracy. We cover all types of issues like that and it's definitely still relevant. I think that's what I love so much about Global Questions
2: It's that we've covered some really important topics that – you don't get to talk about in the classroom or amongst your friends as much. So I've really enjoyed diving deep into these things that have made me reflect on the state of our world. And I believe has made my experience of studying international relations and being in the field so much more meaningful because I understand the wider context of what's going on.
0: Mm, Totally agree. I can can definitely relate to that one. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our final episode of Global Questions as we know it.
2: Although this version of Global Questions is coming to an end, we at Young to Society are working really hard behind the scenes to relaunch a bigger and better version in the near future. So if you're keen to be a part of the future of this podcast, we're always on the lookout for passionate volunteers. So check out our website, the link's in the description below.
1: Definitely stay tuned. You know, our episodes aren't going anywhere. So if you ever wanna go back and have a look through the history books of Global Questions, they'll all still be up there for you to listen to. And all there's left to say is from the entire team here at Global Questions, thank you so much to listening to us over the past few years.
0: It has been an absolute pleasure bringing you the news stories and the global issues that really matter.
2: So definitely follow Young Diplomat Society at the Young Diplomats on Instagram or Young Diplomats Society on Facebook or LinkedIn to stay in touch. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon.
0: Thanks, everyone. From all of us here, see you.
2: Bye. Bye.